0: Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast brought to you by Violet Defense Technology. Violet Defense Technology is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products or would like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of the technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Technology, for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank our other FIAA sponsors, including our great diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands. Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herff Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our great platinum sponsors, including Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Booster Digital Displays, revolutionize your game day experience. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Gipper, sports graphics made incredibly simple thanks to all of our great sponsors welcome back everyone to another episode of the educational ad podcast brought to you by violet defense technologies our guest today is from colorado our very first colorado interview uh, matt Heckel. matt is a certified master athletic administrator and he's the assistant principal and athletic director at Dakota Ridge High School in Littleton, Colorado. Matt, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Jake. Glad to have
0: you on here. Well, we're excited to hear what's going on out there in the, uh, the great Rocky Mountains, and uh, we're excited to have our first Colorado AD on the program. So let's jump right in. Uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests so tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, uh, where you went to school and college, and, and maybe how your love of sports uh, led to your position at Dakota Rich. Uh,
2: bear with me as I lead you down a meandering path, but I think it's important my background uh let you know what kind of leader and what made me the man I am today. Um, I grew up within five miles of the high school I'm at right now, Um just like a lot of kids, I loved sports, um, and I took it a step further. When I'd play electric football, kids probably don't know what that means anymore, but electric football, I'd keep stats, and I'd uh, you know chart the plays and everything like that. So I've always loved sports. When I grew up of the neighborhood full of kids, and we'd play games, and uh, when we didn't have enough kids for a game, if we only had two or three of us, We'd create our own sports Olympics and soccer Olympics just to be involved. So I've always grown up loving sports. Um, In elementary, um, I played soccer. Um, And here's where I'm a little bit different than some 80s possibly or people. I was a trumpet player. So I played in a jazz band and we'd go play at bar mitzvahs and weddings. So I have a great love for the arts and appreciation for the arts. Um, So growing up. Uh when I went to Bear Creek, I tried to play basketball, not very successfully, according to coaches. Um I played football, but at the same time while playing football, I marched in the marching band and I played in the jazz band and the state orchestra and the drama for the plays and stuff like that. So diverse background. Um and then after I got out of high school, um I tried to walk on for college football, got denied that. So went to CU of Denver, um, played, tried to play club football and realized that, um, I was fighting up a little bit more than I could chew. I was not there very big. So I, uh, went for sports journalism and fell in love with the love of my life and some took some time off, started working in a bank. And, um, so I was working in a bank and then, uh, the bank asked me to go work with the elementary schools and teach them the banking skills and different things like that. So when I started walking around the schools, I realized, holy cow, I love that environment. So I went back to get my degree in education and uh, my teaching degree. Um, Started doing student teaching at a high school and went down and asked the football coach. I said, hey, do you need anyone to help? And I started coaching with him and he's my football coach now, Coach Woj. Outstanding football coach, so I got started coaching with him, and full circle now I'm his boss. Um, and then I coached girls soccer, coached girls basketball. In 1996, um, the Dakota Ridge High School opened up, and luckily my the football staff came over as a staff, so I came over here to Dakota Ridge High School when it opened in 1996 as a football coach, and then I co- coached girls basketball. In 2005, uh, they had a change in administration and they asked if I had any interest in stepping in. So I applied and I've been the athletic administrator at Dakota Ridge High School since 2005, which is a rarity in, I don't know how many states, but it's rare for our administrative staff to have stuck together this long.
0: Uh, I just I always love to hear these stories. And again, it's so cool, uh, I think, uh, to be a part of, have the chance to be a part of opening up a brand new school and help start those traditions uh, that, you know, 25 years later are just part of the culture of the school. Uh, I've been able to do that a couple of times. So, uh, very, very cool. Um, also, like, you know, that uh, not just a multi sport background, but a multi activity background. I remember 100 years ago, you know, when I was in high school and even college, you know, I uh, was in. The school plays and college plays, and just uh, really enjoyed that, and I always encourage my players to do the same thing. So, you know, great stuff—the okay? um, arts and the athletics. Um, we always also we also like to hear about the mentors that we've had along the way, either you know maybe family members or uh, coaches that you played for or bosses that you worked for. So, the expression I like to use is. I still hear those voices in my head uh, when I'm talking to a kid or, or a coach. So, uh, whose voice do you still hear, Matt?
2: Jay, I'm going to switch a little bit. I mean, it's semantic, but I'm going to say who inspired me a little bit. You know, growing up, obviously, you know, my parents, they inspired me to be the man I, you know, be a well rounded young man I am today. Um, and in the profession, You know, I had some great English teachers, so they inspired me to pursue that realm. Uh, My wife inspires me to be the best husband I can be. My kids, they inspire me to be um, the best father I can possibly be. Um, We have some outstanding athletic directors in the state of Colorado, and I think the key is to be around those type of people. So there's like Mike Hughes and Mike Kruger, who is now with the USA football. Those guys growing up, those guys inspired me to be the very best athletic director I could be. My principal, he inspires me to lead and be the best leader I can. And then above all, obviously, you know, my coaches and my student athletes and all the kids at the Ridge High School, those guys are the ones that inspire me to be the best I can, to create the best environment we can our school. So I, I I know it's not really a mentor, but they inspire me. So I'm inspired. I strive to reach that level.
0: No, absolutely. I think it's a great, uh, you know, take on the question. And it's still, it's, it's a great reminder that, you know, the people that we are, the people that we have become, you know, we didn't do it in a vacuum. You know, there were others there that were, you know, pushing, encouraging, inspiring us. So uh, no, I, I really like that answer. Matt, we have a lot of young listeners, uh, younger ADs uh, that listen to the podcast, and I think it's important for them to hear uh, our stories as far as involvement with our state and our national organizations. And I know that you are very involved there in Colorado, and and again, you've got your CMAA. So take us through that journey about how you first got involved with your state association and how you begin that process of uh, becoming a CMAA.
2: Okay, that's a interesting story. <clears throat> so when I started as I told you, I started as a football coach and at a lower level. And so one day I was out scouting and I was at a game and talking to some of the people there. And one another guy that inspired me he told me, he said, you know, being young, the first thing you need to do is when you get tenure, is go back and get your masters. You're young, you're fresh, wanting to do that. So I went back and I got my master's in education and it was one of those, okay. Counseling. um, What am I looking at, looking at Mm -hmm. going for? So I went for athletic administration, not thinking I'd ever use it. I just thought, okay, this is going to help me build my resume and everything like that. So I went back for that. So I got my um, degree in athletic administration, never planned on using it and um, was happy coaching and all that. Now when I coached though, Jake, like a lot of people, I'm not satisfied. I want to get better. So I loved going to the Nike Coaches Clinic. I loved going to the USA Football Coaches Clinic, just a, like a sponge, just learn and get better and always try to take myself to the higher level of my profession. Um, and as I told you, then when I moved into this role, got the lucky opportunity to move into the athletic director at Coverage High School. Um, the outgoing athletic director at that time said let's go up to the state conference and go to the state conference up in Breckenridge Colorado if you've never been to Breckenridge Colorado you need to come out and come see Colorado um so we go to the conference and it was one of the most amazing things just going there and you see some the top leaders of the state like I said that's where I saw um Ed Wojtek and Mike Hughes and those guys that were the ones that I wanted to be like. And that's where I learned more about the, um, you know, how to get your you know CAA and RA and everything like that. So <clears throat> once again, with me, I'm nervous satisfied by just staying status quo. I never wanna be that way. Um, when I taught to kill a mockingbird, I always try to find different ways to teach it. Um, when I was, a, as I mentioned, I'd go to the coaches clinics. So I always wanna to strive to get better. So that's what I love is going to the classes and learning more. Um, I think it's your approach. If you go into a class and you think it's saying reinvent the wheel, you can't look at it that way. If you come out of there and you learn two or three things, you're better off. So that's where I want to do. So I always strive to try and get my CAA and then CMAA. And I just my goal is always to get better at what I'm doing. And... And I think the association with the NIAAA, they provide so many opportunities and so many classes that you can always learn and pick up on something that, you know, there's always so many classes you can take, whether you're at the state conference or at the national conference.
0: No, a great, great summary. And I love what you mentioned about, you know, not trying to reinvent the wheel, whether it's you know, taking a course or even with your project is just coming up with that you know, one or two nuggets that you can take back to your school and find the right fit uh, with your kids, your coaches, your program, you know, very important point.
2: Well, on the same line, I mean, right now, you know, right now, my goal is I want to go for that school of excellence and I'm working with another, you know, Mike Hughes, who's one of them, you know, great athletic director and my friend, and we're all, we're going to try and push each other. And that's what, now that's what I want to do is go for that school of excellence, just to continually look for a, put that carrot out there for you.
0: No, great. the the quality program award is uh, very, very demanding, but also when you've done that, you know that your school, your program, and let's face it, your athletic director is among the very best out there. So all the best with that. Matt, one of the things that we pride ourselves on is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. Um, What are one or two initiatives at your school there, uh, Dakota Ridge, that you're particularly proud of, that uh, you might even say with equal parts pride and humility, boy, we do this better than anybody else. Uh, what are a couple of best practices that you can share?
2: Uh, so Jake, yeah, uh, God bless my coaches. They they put up with me. Um, I'm one of those guys, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, hey, maybe we ought to try something like this and do this and I'll bring it to the coaches, and they might be rolling their eyes behind my back, but they're like, okay, let's do it. Let's try it, and we'll try something, so I think that's one of the things is I love bringing to my school and trying something different to do something different new, um, you know, way to do things, and one of the things we've done is I call it Eagles supporting Eagles, and it takes a lot of work for the coaches, and it's not easy, and it takes time, and Holy cow! Their schedules already full cool enough, but what it is, it, we create, we partner programs up with each other. And um, so, for example, one year, it's basketball. Women's basketball is partnered up with our baseball program. So they work with each other on mentoring the coaches and talking about each other, but they support each other. So like one year, um, the baseball, the girls' basketball team made cookies, baseball cookies, and gave them to the baseball team before their game. Um, the baseball team came to a conditioning practice with women's basketball, and she ran them to the ground. And you know they they weren't too happy with that one. But so that's what we do is we try to find different things to do to create interest in working with each other and different ways of mentoring each other and providing interest. Um, another one I'm extremely happy with is I have a group that I call the Superfans. Um, I take a select group of seniors, and they apply to be in the role. And then I work with them on how to be positive leaders in my crowd. And they're the ones I can turn to, and I tell them what the expectations are from our city association, CHASA to our district, to my expectations. So if we're at a game, and they start chanting something that's not appropriate, I can turn to them and say, hey, let's fix it, let's change it, or we find new ways to bring the spirit. Um, So that's one thing that hopefully um, I'm known for or Dakota Ridge is known for is having great crowds and then that they're doing the right thing at sporting events. So it's the good news and it's bad news. Uh, Good news is we have great crowds at the game. Bad news is for my fellow administrators, whether we have an away game at our Battle West, I have to have an administrator there because we have so many, a lot of kids that go to those games. So we have pretty good crowds.
0: Well, I, I think most ADs would agree that's a, that's a good problem or a good challenge to have is, you know, boy, what do we do with all these fans? So, uh, and very cool to give your coaches a shout out uh, about, you know, embracing change and, uh, and striving to get better. That's, uh, you know, what we talk about, you know, what does it mean to compete? Well, it's strive together from the old Latin. So great, great stuff. Um, Matt, another question we've been asking our ADs and I'm about ready to retire this Thank goodness, is um, the response to COVID? You know, we're recording this on May 11th, so we're well past the one year anniversary of of COVID, you know, shutting us all down nationwide. So um, if you can share with our listeners, you know, uh, what the response was this year uh, in Colorado and in your school district. Um, for COVID and not just, you know, return to sports, but also return to school. Uh, How did Colorado Colorado, uh, handle uh, dealing with COVID?
2: Well, yeah, it's been a challenge. So um, for starters, our school district has been very supportive for giving us um, the supplies we need, whether we need hand sanitizers, whether we need thermometers or supplies. They've been there to help us, making sure our coaches and teams are stocked up on the materials we need. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. My coaches have been amazing. That when we were on fully remote, the key for them is I told them they had to be strong mentors, and they these kids were struggling, and they needed to be there and reaching out and find different ways of um, contacting and reaching out to their kids. So they did a lot of fun event of things during zoom meetings and meeting with their teams and just checking in on them so that was the key right there is when we were fully remote and locked down on that it was my coaches did a great job on still reaching out and keeping in touch with their kids now that we slowly started adding back in the key with that is we need to make sure we do it safely and correctly for the kids um, and they need and our coaches need to understand that if we're required to order a mask outside, instead of grumbling about it and complaining about it, understand that you know there's people there. That are that's for the best interest of the teams and they got to be as much as they can supportive of it and be the sense makers during this crazy time. So my coach has been very good and supportive on it. Um, our student body is amazing. I haven't had a kid yet that I've had to say, hey, put on your mask or anything like that or any battles with that so the kids and the teachers have been very supportive um what i love is the kids value with what you know being in and participating um during the summer when they came back for the limited workouts how appreciative the kids were just a condition to be part of that and be involved um our community has been amazing when they have to wait in line to come into a game. They're willing to do the temperature checks and the QR codes to do the COVID checks. Um, They don't understand. They're not happy about it with a limited number. If you say, hey, I'm sorry, you can only bring two people to a volleyball game. They're not happy with it, but they understand. They know it's for the kids and that's what they're trying to do. So I, we we got a great community that's been working hard to do what's best to get these kids returning to play safely. Um, one I, little sidebar I got to tell you is when we in Colorado we had a choice at first it was going to be football in the fall or football in the spring. And at first it was looking like Jefferson County Public Schools was going to go football in the spring, so no football in August, and the kids. Um, weren't happy with it and then uh, w- there's a change so we were able to have football in the fall so I did a um, eligibility check when they weren't having football I had 39 kids that were ineligible then right two weeks after we got football put back in I had two so that just shows whether it, if they're in marching band whether they're in drama or whatever the kids need something and they want something to do and so that's what important it is how important it is that we give them something to be involved in and participate in.
0: Oh, without question. We've seen that uh, across the country from state to state. Uh, Just so important to have the kids involved and engaged uh, with those teams, their coaches and their teammates. Um, You know, very, very important. Uh, Matt, um, we're not quite done yet, uh, but we're gonna take a quick break and hear about our new podcast sponsor, Violet Defense Technology. Once again, the Educational AD Podcast is proud to have Violet Defense as our podcast sponsor. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products or you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of the technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Technology for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. Welcome back, we're talking with Matt Heckel, the assistant principal and athletic director at Dakota Ridge High School in Littleton, Colorado. Matt, another question we've been asking our athletic directors since we started this podcast revolves around the idea of social awareness, uh, social justice, and my question is this, what are some things that we can do as athletic directors to do a better job of being socially aware? Uh, What are your ideas on that? So I think it's important that our kids
2: have the strong leaders in their building that they can turn to for their concerns and for their issues. Um, And I think it's important for our leaders in our building to listen and be the sense makers. It's a crazy time out there. It's a crazy, with so many issues right now. And too often many of our kids don't have that strong adult role model in their life. And that's where, you know, I stress to our coaches, you know, they need to be there and need to fill that void and be the leader for these kids and be the sense makers of what's going on. And just to listen, the main thing is to listen. Um, I tell my community all the time that three to six is a very important time and is a dangerous time. So it's important for them to be involved and that's when, you know, they go home. If they're not involved in a sport or activity, they go home and they watch the news, they read, you know, see the social media or anything like that, or they're in someone's basement getting in trouble. Right now is the best time for them to be from that three six period is be with some of the best leaders in my school, which is my marching band director or my football coach. Be around those people that are the sense makers and can help you with that situation. Um we have a very strong supportive school resource officer, and he's in the front and his, you know, he's not seen as a jeffco Sheriff. He's seen as a leader in their building. so he's very approachable. so he's out there, you know giving a different viewpoint to all these kids. He goes in the classrooms and teaches also. So I think I'm proud of the leaders we have at go Ridge High School that are, willing to listen and the sense makers in our building.
0: I appreciate you sharing. It's, again, it's just an ongoing challenge for us to you know, try to do a better job in all things, you know particularly you know how we service our, our students. Uh, let's go and lighten it up a little bit. Uh, what's your favorite part of the job? Now I've asked that uh, in all of our interviews and after the first 60 or 70, uh, the answer was always the same. Oh, it's the kids. And of course it's the kids. We know we love our kids. Otherwise, why would we be, uh, in the business of being an athletic director? But if we acknowledge that you do love your kids, okay. What are some other things that get you excited about coming to work each day?
2: Jake, I don't go to work every day. I go to school every day. So I get to go to school and I get to, it's the John Gordon philosophy. I get to go. Um, yeah let me take it a different way yeah you get to be around the kids but be around the kids in a different way um I love to go in the gym class and play volleyball with the kids or play play pickleball in there um we had a after prom kind of a thing since we don't really can't have a prom and we had a staff dance
1: where the some of the men from Dakota went out and did a synchronized dance with the cheerleader she got us all organized and did that that's fun to me doing something like that um a couple years ago the athletic director at Columbine High School and I got in sumo suits and wrestled at well he steamrolled me at halftime but you know it's little things like that that are fun um getting you know we have normally in a normal situation we have prom then we have after prom activities and they have different rooms of fun things and you know, with me, it's just fun to be out there playing with the kids and let them see in a different role. So, yeah, it's not only the kids, but being a different role with the kids. Um, I know a lot of athletic directors do it, but go out to tennis and play with your tennis team. Go out and kick the soccer ball with them, but let them see you in a different light. And that's what I have enjoyed, just seeing the kids in a different role than being the guy sitting in the office.
0: No, you, uh, you passed the test. I always phrase the question in that way. What do you like about going to work or what do you like about the job? And, you know, you answered it just like I do is, gosh, I get paid to do all this stuff. You know, uh, you know, I, I got the best job in the world and it's not really a job because you enjoy what you're doing. So great, People great talk about
1: when are you retiring? And I'm like, that's not even on my agenda. I mean, wh- why? I love getting up every morning. I love going to school. people are are you ready for summer i i don't know no i i love going doing what we do
0: right i i've shared this many times so our listeners will have to bear with me but uh when i was in junior high you know my brothers and i we had to work for our dad who was a contractor and he was a pretty tough taskmaster and i hated every minute of it uh but he loved it he loved everything about you know The design, the construction, the finish, he just loved it. And i never forget, one day he told me, and I've shared this with my kids and and with the student-athletes I coach, that he goes, and I was probably griping at the time, he goes, Jake, the, the secret to happiness is finding something that you love to do and then convincing somebody else to pay you to do that. And uh, he found that in his uh, life. And I found that as a coach, as an AD. And like I said, you know, we get paid to do this. So yeah, it sounds like you're in that same, uh, uh, same situation.
2: My dad was a teacher and uh, my dad always says, you might have a bad day, but you won't have a bad week. And I think that's always been the way.
0: Oh no, the, that's another thing you, know, you love about the, uh, about the position is it's always changing, you know, no day's ever the same. Well, Matt, this has been great uh, getting to know you and uh, our first steps into Colorado, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Now you're certainly an experienced AD and award-winning AD, but right now I'm gonna challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on the very first job, but I'm only gonna let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go on Matt Heckel's Athletic Director Toolbox?
2: First one uh, would be a Rolodex. Um, new ADs, probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but your Google contact list. Have a strong contact list. Um, <clears throat> I've been, to, as you're right, Jake, I've been doing this for a while, but man, there, I there's a lot I don't know and a lot of situations that happen every day and I have a lot of buddies that I can call up and say, hey, you know, how would you handle this? What would you do differently with this? Um, I have people that I can just vent to. There's days we need it. We need just to vent and say, oh, you can't believe what that parent said to me or anything like that. Um, but have a strong role of of people that you can reach out to and relief. You know, just, You can just talk to whether it's in your district whether it's an out-of-district athletic director someone knows what they're doing, or if it's just someone that you can confide in and just trust in. Um, Next one, it would be uh, an off button. I greatly encourage you new ADs, you need to have that off button, not be afraid to turn off your phone. Um, Don't be afraid to turn off your computer. Um, I'm lucky, I have a great administrative staff support me and they know there's a certain day that my wife is off during the week and they know I don't do coverage that night. And so they'll cover for me so that I can have that night with my wife. And You need that, you need that with your family. Um, Last one, um, you mentioned it earlier. Jake, I I trust my coaches. And that's the main thing is you gotta build that relationship and trust your coaches. If we have a bylaw that's coming up from the Chassa State Association, I'm afraid to go down and talk to them and say hey what are you thinking about this change that they're thinking of doing to the basketball rules and like that give me your insight give me your because you know I, I I know my sports I know what I'm doing but they're living the life and they're in it so I like to hear them trust them and get their insight now I make the decision what's best for the state and what's best for everything like that but I like to get their feedback and their insight so I think that's the main thing is you've got to build that trust with your coaches and communicate with them also.
0: Great, great advice. Uh, I love the old school Rolodex, uh, but you also updated that with uh, the Google contacts. Uh, The relationships, you know, trusting your coaches, surround yourself with good people, you know, so critical and just uh, can't thank you enough for uh, spending some time with us today. Matt, if one of our uh, listeners wants to reach out and get in touch with you. What's the best way that they can do that?
1: I'd be honored. Yeah. Please contact me. I, anything, if you, you need any advice or just anything I talked about in my Eagles, supporting Eagles program. Um, my name is Matt, M-A-T-T dot heckle H-E-C-K-E-L and it's at jeffco.k12.co.us. Um, It's with Dakota Rich High School, so in Littleton, Colorado, if you want to go to the website and pull up the information there. uh, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, I'm on um, Instagram, not any TikTok or Snapchat fan, but so, yeah, reach out to me if there's anything I can help or, you know, just share ideas. And then definitely, if you want to know good places to eat when you're coming out here for this national conference in December, reach out to me because... Uh, our state association, um, CATA is really working hard with Chassa and we're going to put on, get everybody back and celebrate after this year. So come on out to Colorado and enjoy it.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I bet you're going to have some record numbers out there in Denver uh, come December for that national uh, conference. So uh, your email and phone may be blowing up. Okay. Matt Heckel, athletic director, Dakota Ridge High School, Littleton, Colorado. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are being uploaded to the FIAAA Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD.